The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus said to them, Elijah is indeed coming first to restore all things. How then is it written about the Son of Man that he is to go through many sufferings and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written about him. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we read from Mark chapter 9, his version of the Great Transfiguration account. We also celebrate this on the Feast of the Transfiguration and on the second Sunday of Lent. Context here really is important. In the chapter immediately preceding this event, Jesus foretold his suffering death and resurrection. The disciples were shocked and Peter went so far as to say, you must not suffer. And Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan. Jesus knew they were not prepared for what was to come, neither his death or their own suffering as they began their ministry in the Roman Empire. And so this is part of their training. This is part of their formation that Jesus then took the inner circle, Peter, James, and John, up a high mountain. And high mountain here is meant to elicit the event of Mount Sinai, where Moses encountered God, and his face became radiant because he was in the presence of the Lord. And he came down and led the people. Peter, James, and John need to experience this transfiguration themselves because as Jesus will reveal at least part of his own glory, his divinity, He's also telling them that if they persevere in their ministry of their suffering, they will experience transfiguration and they will encounter the glory of God in the beatific vision. And of course, preceding that in their own resurrection. As St. Paul says, the body is sown in death, raised in glory. A cloud descends upon the whole scene and the cloud is meant to represent the Holy Spirit. And again, he listed in the Old Testament the glory cloud that overshadowed Mount Sinai, and the glory cloud that overshadowed Solomon's temple, and most especially overshadowed the Blessed Virgin Mary at the Annunciation. 
Moses and Elijah are there, and they are meant to remind Peter, James, and John that the law and the prophets are now present in their midst in Christ. So they are testifying that this is the Christ, this is God in the flesh. And then the voice of the Father testifies, this is my Son, the Beloved, listen to him. All of this is meant to bring Peter, James, and John into a state of preparation. For us today, we're also called to be ministers, to proclaim the good news in the face of suffering, but to do so from a state of transfiguration. So every time we pray, every time we read scripture, we're entering into this transfiguration event in our own heart and soul. And when we come to Mass, the Holy Spirit overshadows the bread and wine, transfiguring them into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. We take that into ourselves. We are being transformed from glory to glory. As St. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his likeness with ever greater degrees of holiness which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So as we continue in our lives and experience, yes, the glory of God, but also suffering, let's remember this event and partake in it always, every day. And also recall the words of St. Paul who said, now we are children, then we will be heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may share in his glory. Now in the first reading, we have the remarkable statement by St. James about the central aspect of our lives that needs to be transformed, and that's the tongue, because the tongue can either bring great destruction or great glory and praise. He compares the tongue to a rudder in a ship that can steer it in the midst of storms, but also like a fire that can cause great destruction. So may we also have our speech transformed, always saying what is edifying, encouraging, praising God, holding our tongue to avoid any gossip, unnecessary criticism, and bless the Lord every day of our lives and bring the good news into our family of parishes. So with that, let us pray.